Well, welcome to our second Pastor's Talk, Words for Life, where we let God's Word shape our life. My name is Steve Hafler, and I currently serve as the lead teaching elder at Highlands Baptist Church, and I'm here with... Sean Walker, and I serve as the associate pastor at Highlands Baptist Church. This past Sunday, I preached a sermon from the life of Job. We went from chapter 1 all the way to chapter 42, and the theme was walking with God through difficulty and deprivation. And this series has really been timed well with our current situation with the pandemic of COVID-19. I think there's still a lot of unanswered questions. There's a lot of fears. And so doing a survey of Job's life uh, was very helpful and in many ways comforting because of the answers that we did get, but also because of the answers that we didn't get. Uh, Sean, what were some of your takeaways from hearing that sermon, and maybe if you had this opportunity uh, to make maybe some specific application to our members at Highlands and those listening in. Well, there's so much that can be drawn from that uh, book in our Bible, but what comes to mind immediately is the encouragement not to try to figure out a specific cause and effect between our suffering. And you mentioned this in the sermon, how you know Job is called righteous by God, and yet he is experiencing horrific suffering. In the end, God does not give Job specific reasons for what happened. Uh, he just simply declares his godness to Job. And so I think that relieves us from trying to figure out some specific cause on why this is happening to us nationally or in the world globally. I mean, in some ways, all suffering is just um, because we are sinners and we live in a world cursed by sin. Yet at the same time, a lot of suffering is not just. It's not proportionally distributed um, evenly to those that do evil. You talk about causation. Sometimes we get caught up on causation rather than just enduring the trial or the difficulty by trusting in God. James does use Job as an example. It's interesting uh, that he says, you have seen the purpose of the Lord. He draws attention to Job, and he says how that the Lord is compassionate and merciful. And those are two of the very things that we doubt while going through a difficulty. Uh, some some of our folks may even doubt that about God's character right now as they're lonely, they're in isolation, or they're fearing, they're fearing for their parents, or they're fearing for their child, maybe themselves. But those two things, we look back on the book of Job, and James says, we've seen this, that the Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Sean, as you think through difficulty, affliction, and deprivation, do any other maybe Old Testament examples, New Testament examples come to your mind where we get a hint at or a glimpse into the purpose of God, as James says, uh, in the affliction? Yes, and I think this, uh, these Old Testament examples that come to mind help us examine and learn about our relationship with God, which is a lot of what Job was discovering as well. You know, in Psalm 119, verse 67, how before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. You are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. And I think you you quoted this verse in the sermon on, on Sunday, Steve, in Psalm 119.71. The psalmist again says, it is good for me that I was afflicted. And here's the reason, that I might learn your statutes. Mm-hmm. So one of the blessings of suffering that is given to us is it allows us to examine our relationship with the Lord. Do we consider uh, ease and comfort of more value, or do we consider knowing and understanding God in greater measure of more value? Do we find ourselves turning towards the Lord, like we see in Psalm 119, or Hezekiah in 2 Kings chapter 20, 
Uh, he becomes sick. A prophet is sent and tells King Hezekiah that he's going to die. Hezekiah cries out to God for mercy. And the Lord heard him and sends the prophet back to give him a message saying, you're going to live for 15 more years. You can contrast that response with King Asa in Second Chronicles 16, where King Asa is diseased. His disease is severe. And yet it says in Second Chronicles 16, 12, in his disease, he did not seek the Lord, but sought help from physicians. You know, two kings having entirely opposite reactions to the suffering in their lives. And it's our hope and prayer for us as a church family that we would be a people that turn to the Lord uh, during times of suffering. I think two things make affliction difficult depending on the degree of each. Uh, The first is the intensity of the affliction, right? A headache would be less intense than being diagnosed with cancer. And the duration of an affliction Uh, say, two days as opposed to two months. And I think our people are starting to feel this particular affliction, number one, because of the unknowns, that's part of the intensity. And then hearing hearing the death toll every day and it's being put before us, highlighted. But I think the duration is starting to affect some of our people in a way that causes them to feel more isolated, more lonely, therefore more fearful. Uh, Others are home a lot more. God is revealing, exposing in their heart anger. I think it is God's grace to to give us an accurate glimpse in this stillness of where our heart really is. Jesus said, out of the abundance of our heart, the mouth speaks. And I think one of his kindnesses to us in this particular affliction is so that we see where we are at in our relationship with him. Uh, But also like Job, Job asked, I think, 25 times, you know, why, 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 why? And God never answered that. All God did was show to Job his glory specifically in creation, takes him and shows him a variety of animals, shows him the stars, asks him if he's walked in the depths of the deep, asks him if he knows where he keeps the lightning and the storehouses of hail. I mean, he gives Job this kind of test that Job failed miserably, but at the end, Job is humbled and he has the right response and he realizes God, the creator, is so much more than he had ever imagined and he is trustworthy even through the trial. Sean, what what would you add to that? What can we learn about our relationship with God, maybe even his character, through this time of uncertainty? I'd encourage us as a church family to focus in on God as being the all-satisfying one. As we find ourselves in a limited life, we're you know, confined, we have to be very careful, and all the amenities and activities and entertainments that we're used to enjoying are pulled away from us, our hearts are naturally going to be looking for pleasure and enjoyment somewhere. Do we really believe that God is the all satisfying one? Mm. Yes, he's given many good things, but do we look to those good things to be ultimate or for God to be ultimate? And Job just puts in front of us so clearly, God is the ultimate one. That's like we brought up, God was giving those questions to Job about creation. And the, the resounding truth of it is that God is the the creator, the awesome one, and he is the one in whom we are to find our greatest soul's satisfaction and delight. So I'd encourage us as a church family to press into enjoying God from his word, in prayer, in, uh, in uh, the word of God as it's sung, in, in you know, hymns and arrangements, uh, finding enjoyment in knowing God and knowing that he sees us and knows us even through these times of adversity and, and suffering. Good. One of the responses as God's people, you know, James uses Job as an illustration in James 5.11, 
And then within that same thought, he asks this question two verses later in James chapter 5, verse 13, is anyone among you suffering? And suffering may not just be getting the virus and suffering physically. It may be the emotional suffering of fear or of loneliness or a theological suffering. Why would God even allow this sort of that tension between God's goodness and his sovereignty? Um, James answers that question by simply saying, let him pray. Talk to God. Talk to your creator. Uh, James would say, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And I love what Isaiah says in Isaiah chapter 43. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. Sean, any last thoughts to uh, the members of Highlands and those who are listening in in reference to affliction uh, and God's goodness and his mercy. Let's pray for us as a church family to be a people that can echo what Job said. Though he slay me, though he, though he were to take my life, yet will I trust in him. Mm-hmm. Let's pray that for one another, that we would be a people that display God's glory by those who have a steadfast trust in our good and gracious God, even though we don't understand all that's going on in the world around us. We'll close with 2 Corinthians chapter 1, uh, 3 to 4, which says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort which we ourselves have received by God. Thanks for joining us, and Lord willing, we'll connect with you again next week at the same time.